0: This is PG with Marissa Marquez. In this episode, my parents and I talk Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We get into a bit of the history of my parents have with the franchise, as well as the parting of Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds. At the end, my dad gets a bit introspective on the deeper meaning of the film. We really hope you enjoy, and you'll tune in to more. Hello. Yes? Yes. Uh-huh. All right. This seems to be working, we're in, we're, we're,
1: we're we're in business, Padre. Okay. This is our first time not being in the same room while we review our meet our, our movie today, and it's our first movie that we've actually gone to the movie theater for.
2: That is correct. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I'm very proud of you. I love how I sent you a text message on Friday night and said, hey, can you see Rogue One this weekend? And the next text message I got was Saturday afternoon, and you said, me and Mommy are at the movie theater.
2: Hey, we uh, we hate
1: to please. You follow our, directions well, indeed. Um, yeah, so this movie, do you want to tell them what our movie is this week, Dad? Uh-huh. Well, There's, go ahead.
2: Our movie this week is Rogue One.
1: A Star Wars story.
3: A Star Wars stories.
1: And, and uh, Ma- mommy will be down shortly. What is she doing right now? She's just running she, around? She just, she just
2: sat next to me.
1: Okay. Hi, mom.
3: Hi.
0: <laughs> Did you like the movie? Did you fall asleep?
2: Because I think she was snoring.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I think I can easily fall asleep when it's noisy.
1: (laughs) When it's noisy? There was so much sound in that movie. And did you guys go see it uh, regular? Like a regular movie theater in what they call 2D now? Uh,
2: Yeah, I think that's just regular. There was no... 4D uh, four, four surround
1: sound or anything like that. I saw it in 4DX today, which is uh, basically... Yeah, it's... uh, um, you hear
2: all, all those flies buzzing around? Then,
1: uh, yeah, they blow ear. At, like, every time there was a gunshot or not a gunshot, a laser shot or whatever that is, there would be poofs of air that's blown past my my ear and then they actually have little you get a back rub mom they have little things on your back that kind of punch you if people are getting punched in the movie and they have water that falls on you and then it it the entire seat moves when you're flying so it was a good movie to go see in in 4DX it had a lot of fun elements to it well so first, you know, like we do, we'll 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 go over the plot of the film first, uh-huh. and then we'll talk about the film in general. Um, so, does mom, since mom fell asleep again, uh, dad, why don't you tell the plot of the film?
2: Well, as I understand it, the the imperial troopers were. Was looking for this uh, mad scientist that's helping them to build this uh, total destruction place.
1: The Death Star, also known as the Death Star.
2: And they found him uh, trying to be a farmer Um, and he's there hiding with his wife and a small child so they took they took him in they couldn't find the child because he had a, a pre-planned scape uh, uh location and um and um uh, uh, the he the child was um uh, Taken by someone, of, of, I guess. Of,
1: well, she hid of, out and then. Yeah, she hid yes. out
2: and she was taken by someone who um, must have been a, of a friend or something. And uh, she, he told her to get out of that. And next thing you know, it's like, uh, what, 10 years later? I think it was like 16 four, years later.
1: 14 years later. 14 or, years later. I think yeah. they say fourteen years or fifteen yeah, four,
2: years. Uh, fourteen years later. Fourteen years later, and the uh, rebellion was on. Uh, so this is uh, it, it's like the 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 Middle East thing. It goes on and on. Apparently the re, uh, old rebellion and like that. So th- there was a rebellion, and uh, there was um, the big thing. Uh, that happened was the there was uh, an emperor, imperial shadow commander that uh, apparently skipped the uh, uh, the imperial army or uh, whatever they are uh, and uh, escaped to the rebellion side.
1: Oh, a pilot. A pilot. A pilot, yeah. The pilot the escaped pilot. to give. Yeah, he
2: was the shadow pilot. Yes. And that's where he... the, uh, I guess that's where the plot thickens, I guess. where. Um...
1: He has a message from the father to the friend that raised his daughter about the um there a flaw a flaw in the yeah, death what, star.
2: What he built in into that Death Star thing. And um so uh, they went looking for the for the the, Fa- the shallow um pilot to get him um, and then uh, the, uh, uh, when they were uh, there, they got into a fight with the, the Imperial Troopers, but with the help of, um, um, what do you call that, a blind Kung Fu guy, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, I don't know what the other guy was.
1: Yeah, they never. There, there wasn't a whole lot of character development for a lot of a lot of characters. You don't know exactly why they're there or their backstory. But yes. Yeah.
2: Anyway, they got him out and took took him to the uh, the the uh, the rebel outposts
1: to get them to tell so that he could identify who the father is, who the Who the uh, scientist is? Right,
2: um, but uh, the the rebels, most of them, did not uh, uh, believe what they were hearing, so they didn't wanna um, they do not wanna do what they need to do, which is somehow get that information on what what is. Uh, that's very important so that they could destroy that Death Star.
1: Well, I mean, I think you're jumping... A- the. What they were trying to do before is get the information that the father had left. And then when the lead character, Urso, Erso, all played by Felicity Jones, tells them what was on there is that there's something, you know, there's a flaw in the Death Star the idea is that they're going to go get the father. She thinks they're going to get her father to free him so they can find out this information. When actuality, he's been the other lead guy, which I never knew his name. I had to look it up. Cassian. Um, the I think he's French. I wasn't sure what... I thought it was a French accent. But um, he goes... He is actually sent there to assassinate the, the father, the and father. ends up not doing it. Um, but he ends up, the father ends up dying anyways, because the Imperial Guard finds out that there's rebels there, and, or no, the rebels find out that they're at the, where this scientist is hiding out, and they end up, the rebels end up accidentally killing the father anyways. Um,
2: yeah, but now you're the one jumping. But nobody believed them. And yes. so so the, the decided that a group of them will try it. And that's why they became rogue. What?
1: Dad, that was in the, the middle. The, I was talking about the middle of the movie when they killed the father. After they killed the father, then they went and told everyone that there's these plans for the Death Star. We should go get them. And that's the big Climax point is that they then go to this beautiful, who, who knew if I was going to have, you know, I want to believe that my, you know, how everyone has the cloud. I want to believe the cloud is a beautiful beach paradise island thing. They had this beautiful um, facility to keep the database of all their evil plans, which is pretty Funny when you think about it. It's basically, you know, Mark works for HP, so it's HP headquarters where Mark works. (laughs) You were to keep all these data files, which was pretty fun. So they very ingenious uh, storage system. I must admit,
2: (laughs) I was impressed with
1: it. As an engineer, Dad, would you would you design a storage system like that?
2: Uh, well. Uh, no, because that's a storage system that looks like it's an old library system.
1: <laughs> a Dewey Decimal system?
2: In old movies. So you, you you get the ladder, move to the thing there, <laughs> you climb up the top of the thing, and then...
3: <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> so, sure. But it makes the plans... I will say this, it makes the plans harder to get when yes. they're actually physical yeah, um I, and you that know you... one of the things that i didn't realize i was
3: the whole uh time of the movie i was thinking
2: is this was years later after after star wars and only at the end
1: did you <laughs> realize
2: I, I saw princess leia yeah,
1: yeah. princess oh, leia
2: This was
3: before.
1: Yeah, yeah. This is it. It sort of takes the whole point is that it takes place in the in the middle of the canon of the first. Well, I should say now seven films. So, yeah that that's why that's why.
3: that's why I, you know, one of my first thought was at the beginning is in,
2: like in a galaxy far, far away. And it, it just was just a, the lettering on the screen there in a galaxy far, far away. I said, hey, in the first one, you see this thing moving like in a galaxy far away, and moving away from you. I mean, what happened? <laughs> Apparently, they were, they were still in the uh uh, what do you call that in the primitive move
1: (laughs) yes it is taking (laughs) place
2: that's why that
1: (laughs) well well, i guess that leaves me so dad the original when did the original star trek movie star trek sorry you you raised me to be a trekkie you didn't raise me to be a star wars person i ended up becoming a star wars person because of uncle frank um but Star Wars, the original films came out. I'm trying to look at the time. Do you remember when about, they came out? About 20,
2: about 20 years ago or something like that.
0: Was it 20 years ago?
2: Yeah. Well, remember, uh, maybe more because
0: that-
2: they said yeah. that the, the first one was, uh, uh, what's the, I, I heard this, uh, when. Uh, They were talking about Carrie Fisher dying. Yeah, she was nineteen when she she was making that movie, and she died in
0: nineteen. She's sixty-one. Yeah, you add your years there
1: or subtract. She was nineteen. Yeah, she it. It was nineteen seventy-seven when the first film came onto the scene. Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah, it was nineteen eighty.
2: That's that's forty years ago
1: was The Empire Strikes Back, and Star Wars uh, Episode Six came, back, came out in 1983. Which is funny, because I remember watching the movies, and in my head, when I think about when I watch these movies, I always think I watch them in the theaters, but I never watch these in the theaters. I must I must have watched them with Uncle Frank on our, like, brown 19, built in the 1985-86 television, you know?
2: <laughs>
1: but uh, do you, what do you, now, Mom, did you ever see those movies, the Star Wars movies?
3: Yeah, the first time. Uh, I think Mark was only uh, two years old when he watched that movie.
1: In the theaters? Yeah. Oh, so you watched it in the theaters.
2: Well, remember yeah. that there are a few films, so she might be talking about the last The
1: Empire film. Strikes Back, maybe? I wonder if you're talking about the middle one. Yeah,
3: Princess Leia was... Uh... Princess Leia has always been in all the... On all in, the all films. All in all the films.
1: Yeah, she was in, the, in those original three films. She's been in a lot of films, actually. Um... But yeah, uh, she was in this last one, this, like the seventh film. Um,
3: so just her?
0: It was...
3: About fourth and...
0: Uh... Ooh, sorry, there's
1: some, a big fire truck going by or an ambulance. Um <laughs> I thought so, it was a
2: fire truck on the hills over here. Man.
1: <laughs> oh, that, <I> mean, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, so, mommy, what did you think of? I never knew that you watched them. In the theaters, did you like yeah. them? Did you stay awake <laughs> through them? In Perfil, you in, know that uh,
3: that uh, cinema that was. Uh,
1: the old the old one? Yeah. That was on fire. Oh. Downtown, right? Yeah,
3: downtown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's
1: uh, That's the one grandpa the used thing. to clean, right? Was that the one grandpa used to work at? Yeah. He used to clean, he used to get rid of all the popcorn and the all the stuff that was on the floor.
2: Your dad your dad did it
1: too. Oh, yes. <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, you didn't—you never liked my job in college because I worked at a um, a stage theater, not a cinema theater. And I, yeah. you didn't like the fact that my job—one of my jobs—was to clean out the theater afterwards of programs and stuff. Because you, you were upset it runs that in that's the what. Family. <laughs> what? It runs in the family. It runs in the family, yeah. But Dad would get upset because he's like. You're getting an expensive education. Why are you cleaning theaters like me and Grandpa did? I'm like, I don't know. It, it's part of my student aid package. I don't, I don't know what you want. From me. But oh, that's so funny. I didn't. So you saw it there. Did you like it, yeah. Mom? Did you like yeah. the movies?
2: Because one of the thing that uh, kind of I don't know, impressive is the term is when you see in a big big screen and remember when they go to jump drive or yeah.
3: whatever
2: that thing is and the the Hyper screen, Drive, i think because, it was called hyperdrive yeah, Hyper drive. yeah the, the the screen was like uh, all all uh, it's it's like it's dark but then it has all kinds of uh, like star dots all over the place and then <laughs>
3: zoom
1: yeah it felt like you were moving so it felt interactive
3: Huh. It's the yeah. sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, that's what I, one of the things I remember anyway.
3: But the sound effect. I was
2: uh, never I was never into the gimmicks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I, See, was, uh, I remembered when the, the three of them, Princess Leah and uh, Ford and the other guy.
1: I'm, I'm solo. <laughs> I love how that degraded so quickly mom You remembered a character name An actor name And then you called the lead The other guy You mean Luke Skywalker Prince He's, he's the I'm lead and, uh... of the entire
2: <laughs> And the star
1: And the star of the film got... Oh
3: coming, coming, coming <laughs> oh, my god
1: Princess Leia Ford and the other guy.
3: <laughs>
1: I'm sure. I think. What is this? Mark Hamill. Yeah,
0: yeah. Is, yeah Mark
3: is, was only two years old, so we left him with the grandma. I love,
1: I love how I talk about Mark Hamill, and you still just. You, you don't want to even know his name. You just refer to your own son. Oh, that's not... That's the mark you're talking about. In
3: the three of us, your Uncle Frank.
1: Because, Uncle, you guys were in your late... You were in your late 20s at the time, right? 28, 29? Yeah. And uh, then,
3: I was... I was... Um, yeah, 28.
1: And then... Dad, Uncle... 30. So, Uncle 13. Frank was what? 13, four, uh, He must have been 14 or 15 at the time.
3: No.
0: Oh, no. He was, or he was, how old was he? He was
2: only about 14 years younger than me. So, when but I, I mean, got married, in 77,
1: 29. He was 14. I was so. <laughs> 14. So, he's 14. See, 14, 15. See, I was right. <laughs> but so, um, so he, it pro- I mean, Those films obviously impacted him more because he was at that age of, you know, high entertainment level. And uh, it was kind of funny, like high entertainment level and capturing kind of the imagination and probably why these movies have stood the test of time. Because a lot of those people watching those films at that, you know,
0: 14, 15...
2: I think what you're trying to say is that, that those kind of films are still, uh, has more meaning to the impressionable young people yes. than than guys like me that's this.
1: Eh, that,
2: not, that's not going to happen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, you're almost about 30 then. And then I, that? I mean, I think I, I think I remember watching those films at like eight. I I was pretty young. I think I wanted to say... Like, around six or eight, Uncle Frank was showing those films to Mark and I. Um, He was probably showing them more to Mark, but he was, you know, because Mark was probably at an age where where he would probably enjoy it more. But he never, you know, Uncle Frank was very inclusive about making sure I was one of the boys. I never was singled out. Hence why I'm a nerd now, I guess, or a dork. One of those two. I like all these kind of sci-fi films. Um, but, uh, But yeah, it's kind of interesting. Today, when I went to go see the film, a father and his son were sitting next to me. And I want to say the son was maybe around eight, seven years old. And at first, I was kind of annoyed because I'm like, they kept talking through the film and like, you know, and then I stopped being annoyed because I realized this is exactly, this is the relationship it's there for, a father and a son, you know, like parent bonding and having this memory together and having a lot of fun and the fact that it was interactive and the little, the boy knew all the characters and the father was trying to quiz him on who he knew. Um, in fact, there was that one guy who was in the film... Who was really he was old. He was the he was one of the Imperial guys from the older movies. He was in, I think Empire Strikes Back. Um but he was CGI then. R- remember when the guy with the gray hair and the white suit, that white and imp- used the he was the commander taking all the credit for uh-huh. For the Death Star. And then that older guy comes. And claims all the credit for them. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: He was in the older movies. But they. They CGI'd him. To make it look like he was there. So the father. In the theater I was sitting in. Told him that guy is fake. He's not real. He's being you know. And they did the same thing with Carrie Fisher too. At the end. They you know. Kind of CGI'd her her in there and she probably
2: Uh because i was trying to recollect what i watched in star wars see if uh, there was a scene like that where she was getting the (laughs) for the lack of word the the disc
1: the disc yes
2: (laughs) and just
3: hope
1: (laughs) yeah and then it's like uh yeah i think so it fits right in there i think it's like so then the, the next film would begin if you were to, if you were to watch it. Now, uh, now a couple of things about the, um, so Star Wars or Rogue One, a Star Wars story. The big difference with this is it's not going to be a trilogy. This is going to be obviously a one-off film because why mommy, what happens at the end of the film? Was mom awake at the end of the film? Yeah.
3: yeah. What happened at the end of the film?
1: Not at the very end. When
2: they were clutching each other? Yes. Uh-huh. They were about to be evaporated. <laughs> or
3: Evaporated?
2: That's what they were not. Uh... They, are not uh... <laughs> they were not. They were not out there to look at the moonlight moon and
1: things. In other words, mom, they will not be part of the sequel. If there's.
2: Yeah. They're done for. That's that's, that's when right. I was that's when I was getting closer. So. And then finally, when Carrie Fisher, they drove it in. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. This is way bad.
1: Yeah, I think I don't think Disney did a very. They were trying to put their stamp on the franchise, but everything that I've heard from people who aren't Star Wars fans. Um, or didn't know about the film, I don't think Disney did a very good job of promoting this film as being... As being... A a prequel? A prequel. But they don't want to say it's a prequel because it's not part of the storyline of Princess Leia, Ford, and the other guy, as Mom would put it. Um, It's not part of that kind of... Those characters. So that's why... It was kind of a weird, it's not really a prequel, but it's sort of a prequel to the bigger fight against the Empire versus the Rebel Alliance, you know, because it fits in there. But it's, it's interesting to see that they, you know, basically annihilated. That's like the first time you see every single major character in a Star Wars film getting killed off, A., and be in a Disney movie, getting everyone's done for. You know, everyone, all your heroes are slowly being picked off. Uncle Frank said, you know, the reason he didn't really like Rogue One is he said there wasn't as much character development. But after seeing the film, I think there wasn't as much character development because they didn't want there to be a lot of character development because all those characters all are going to, yeah, evaporate. yeah, they're all evaporated as you would put it that, but yeah, I think that's kind of why, so you could enjoy the action and not be attached to the characters so that, that when they go in the end, they serve their purpose. Um, cause I, I didn't, I didn't, I, I found, you know, the robot kind of the robot's name is K two S O and I, I found him funny. I liked um, uh, the, the blind kung fu guy, as you put it. Um, his character name is Chirut Imwe, which played by the actor Donnie Yen. I thought the, uh, the character names were very difficult to follow. I had to look all of them up, except for well, Jin Erso. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that, well that's the same thing also with all the names like detail you like oh Imperial hidden headquarters uh, in dolia or something yeah kind of hard to unless you're taking notes again yeah you're not really
1: following that part of the
2: but one of the thing that that um, sort of connect me with the Star Wars or that now I know why while um, in the Star Wars they were shooting at that <laughs> there was a reason that they were shooting that bullseye and that thing so that they could put it drop it in the center of the uh, thing so that they could blow up the Death Star
1: they could blow up the Death Star yeah, yeah
2: because they know that's where the weaknesses is or, or something yeah yeah uh, I don't know. I th- I'm trying to recall what I was... If if they explained that enough in the Star Wars film, why, why do you have to put it to that thing? Yeah. I thought they were just... Ah, the, weak, the weakest part must be in the center. Yeah, so. yeah.
1: I don't know if they ever... I know that Princess Leia got the plans of the... And they knew because of the plans. Like, that is part of... That was part of the whole... Um, the whole point of that film is that Princess Leia was able to smuggle the plans out, which showed the one weakness, um, and that's why they they all focused on that that one point. So I, I I do think that they definitely took a piece of you know the original Star Wars films and made it its own film. You know that was the whole reason why they did this. Now, um,
2: let me ask this since you are in uh, in that kind of uh, business okay you you think this this uh, film here was already known how before they made Star Wars or this is completely drum drum up after star wars is over
1: I, I think it was completely drum up, as you would say. I don't think I think this was imagined by the writers of the film who took who are big Star Wars, probably fanatics and studied all of because Uncle Frank had all the Star Wars books. He really knew. I mean, he knows everything about Star Wars, but these guys probably poured over that information and tried to kind of develop their own storyline from it. Because it was really That's, well done. I thought it was really, really a smart way of kind of introducing, you know, a, a separate movie on its own to yes. what ends up feeding the rest of.
2: And, and it's sort of keep in keeping of the, the Star Wars, which is like the old, to me, it's like the old films, the uh, the cowboys and Indians, you know, the, the <laughs> hero is. Either comes in galloping at the last minute to to save the day,
1: yeah, or they
2: get he gets saved by,
1: uh, by someone else, yeah. yeah. Well, that was the and that was the difference again. At the end, they just get all evaporated, as you would say, <laughs> Padre. Um, but with a purpose, with a
2: purpose,
1: with a purpose. Yes, they, they fought. They well, and that's the other thing. Like he, there's this whole. do you call it do you say cadre is that what the term you would use oh who got a cadre the at the end where there's all these guys who are willing to put their lives on the line they know it's basically a one-way trip you know Mm -hmm. that they're gonna fight off kind of hold off the imperial fighters so that they can steal this information Mm -hmm. you know all those guys like had the big speech uh, that was given is how they all did all these bad things. And you know from the beginning of the film, the the character Cassian, the French guy. I think he's French. Let's see if he's French. Um I keep saying he's... What? Oh, he's from Mexico City. That is not a French accent. <laughs> that is a, a Mexican accent. <laughs> Great. So totally off. I was, was
2: going to... I think he's, he's my accent.
1: <laughs> well, he is, he is his father. So the, the actor's name is Diego Luna. So there you go. That should have, should have given the hint that he was probably not French. Um, uh, and he is from Mexico city, Mexico. His father is Mexican and his mother was British of Scottish and English descent. So, there you go. So, sorry, Diego Luna, Luna for thinking you were French, but he is Spanish-speaking and Mexican-American. Mexican, not Mexican-American, just Mexican. Um, So, because he is from Mexico City. Uh, yeah, he gives that big speech about how all these guys have done bad things and we've got to make it worth it that we did all this bad stuff. And we know he's of loose morals because he killed that guy in the very beginning of the film, what looked to be his friend to get the information about the pilot.
3: Mm.
1: Um, So obviously, you know, I think that's, that, that's a the,
2: it was probably just a business partner. I don't need, need to know.
1: Yeah. Well, I think the, the, the idea is that in, in times of war, right. That if we're going for what the film, the deeper meaning of the film, if you can search for one, is that in times of war, people do things that they're not proud of that, that they think it's for a a good cause, and that's basically what his speech was about. In the end, was saying, you know, let's make let's make all the bad things we did worth it, and get this, you know, go visit the cloud, and get a disc to give to Leia. It's what it boiled down to. But yes, that that to me is is sort of they they call it. Um, the anti-hero? So it's not the bad guy. It's just not... You don't equate these people as actually being heroes because they're not, like, quote-unquote good guys. They're
2: imperfect.
1: They're... In, yes.
2: They're imperfect. They just did a good thing at the end. I mean... <laughs>
1: yes. Um, yes. So... So, I mean, what did you guys think of the... Movie as a whole, were you entertained? Did you think it was funny? Would you <laughs> go see it again? How does it compare to the other films, the other Star Wars films? Oh,
2: um, it's uh, it's okay. Um, uh, I I was entertained. I, like I told you already, it, it's like uh, your basic. Cowboy and Indians film, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of action and things like that, and that's that's my type of movie, you know. Uh, that that is. Uh,
1: you like two kinds of movies. You like action movies or you like romantic comedies?
2: Yeah, yeah, that's that's different. Yeah, but the, when when it comes to action, it's 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 action action film is just n- no nonsense. You act, you accept everything. I mean, like this thing shooting like. I mean, heck, they're firing all over the place and this guy doesn't get hit. He just, <laughs> <laughs> and he knows how to, while well, he could just pew, 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 pick off all, all the people that us.
1: The force there, was just, with him, Dad. Yeah. I am force, with the force. The force is with <laughs> me. I am with the force. The force is with me. <laughs> the force is with me, yes. yes. Yeah.
3: The
2: force is with me. Yeah. yeah. The force is
3: with The force is with me.
2: Yeah.
3: It's yeah. not mine. <laughs> the is would... The forces would... Yeah, so...
1: Mom, are you auditioning? Uh, is that uh, your audition to be in was the was new Star Wars film? It, it was entertaining, but uh,
2: what's missing is the, the, you buy into the film because it, you don't really... Uh, you know, none of the characters, although the, the, the uh, lady... Uh, what's her name now? Jane or something?
1: A uh, Jen. Her the the yeah. actor's name is Felicity Jones.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, she, she's got most of the lines, so you, you you know her character is more more developed, but uh, you really didn't get to really know her to buy buy into her. That, yeah. Yeah. And- I, I want. to she needs to be protected at all times you know that kind of yeah. uh, buy in you know
1: well that's the and that goes back to what i was saying earlier is that the the investment in the characters is low but the investment in the cause is high so right, right. you know obviously right. this is a film that puts it it yeah. puts the plot above the characters versus yeah. the original films really got you invested in the characters except for maybe mom because she can't even remember luke skywalker's name he's just that guy um so mom was not Um, poor mark hamill always being forgotten but uh, we now know know you have a little crush on what mommy i
3: didn't know francis leah's name is carrie
1: but you must have a little crush on Harrison Ford because you actually knew his real name.
3: Yeah.
2: No, no, because we saw, we have seen a lot of Harrison Ford.
3: Harrison movies. Ford movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good actor.
1: He is a good actor. I
3: didn't. And the I thought, other guy, what's his name? I never seen
2: Mark Hamill.
3: Mark Hamill. I never seen the movie after that. Because Star Wars.
2: because even in Star Wars, it's like a second potato. I mean, not only in size.
1: I, I, I what's a second potato? What does that even mean? Is that a phrase?
3: I don't. Your that first I mean, second, second fiddle.
1: I've heard of second fiddle, but a second potato is not. I it's don't.
3: Small potatoes.
2: Small
1: potatoes. <laughs>
2: You know, the, Ma- you always gravitate to someone that, you know, someone you admire. The other ones just like, uh, okay. I so you, are, so you are the king. So okay. <laughs> I
3: have I just, some word. I call him big man.
1: Big man. That's awkward. Yeah.
3: And the other guys. Yes. Yeah, that's that's see, that's the, that's one problem.
2: Yeah, the size wise, you know. Arson Ford
1: is <laughs> more commanding. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they were all probably 140 pounds at the time. They were all very spelt, you know, tiny people. They so. were still young. Very young. Carrie, I couldn't believe Carrie Fisher was 19. I had no clue she was that young when she made those films. Because she was so good. She was very commanding. You know, I. Well, I I was really sad when she passed away because growing up, you know, I know grandma really liked Princess Diana and so did a lot of women. They admired Princess Diana, but I admired Princess Leia, you know, that was sort of one of my heroes growing up.
2: Well, uh, uh, I'm sure I've shown you singing in the rain, right?
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know that was, I didn't know... Debbie Reynolds was her mother. I mean, Singing in the Rain was one of my favorite films. So yeah, I, and I, you know how
2: old Debbie Reynolds was when he, she did that?
1: I think they said she was 17?
2: Oh, 19. 19?
1: Just, oh, she was 19
2: like, as well. Just like Carrie Fish. Yeah. When she made the big,
1: you know? Yeah, and, and she did a... I, that movie is, you know... It's just such a great film. That Good Morning song... I still sing it every once in a while. But it's, it's just so interesting to see these two women who I didn't know were mother and daughter. And, well, you know, I'm obviously tri- I'm striving to be in the entertainment business. And the fact that these two women who I've looked up to for a very long time, um, thanks to you showing me Singing in the Rain and thanks to Uncle Frank for showing me Star Wars, that they were... Mother and daughter, that's very strange. Well, uh,
2: I, I know that because uh, your grandma used to buy those. I, what is the magazine that was people magazine?
1: Was uh, it people she used to buy? No, no, oh, The Inquirer, people. she used this to get The Inquirer one,
2: like, photo play. So I know that, that uh, like uh, uh Eddie Fisher and Debbie,
1: uh were married, married, and then here comes
2: Elizabeth Taylor <laughs> stealing Eddie Fisher, and then when it's turned for Eddie Fisher, uh, here comes Richard Burton uh, taking away Elizabeth Taylor. So, yeah, and that we know, I know that there was a uh, the they have a daughter. But of course they were, they were still children so it's only later on when were uh, still when, very uh, young. when Carrie uh, uh, start making her movies then I could relate those move uh, those magazines that I used to read oh Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds that's the daughter of
1: so, I love how that's
2: so I got a little background more than
1: than you guys. I, I was just told that by somebody this past week I didn't realize all that like that she had to be in the I mean be in the public eye that that a lot of her family history was so much in the public eye yeah,
2: that's know. that's probably why she she had the uh, mental issues
1: yeah well that is gonna mess you up just a little bit. Mental
3: um, issues from the drugs or mental issues?
1: No,
2: for, for growing up with all that kind of oh, that kind of family atmosphere.
1: Well, they—I mean, that's that's always hard to say because she could have had, you know, she was very she was an advocate about mental illness, but you know, if she already had, if she was already bipolar, and then that was compounded by having a lot of family stuff going on and then compounded by doing drugs. Like they could all be separate problems, but when combined, they're going to make a really um, a dangerous combination. And, and I, and I, you know, it's just, it's, I hope her legacy is, is bigger than her being an actor. I think her legacy should be the fact that, she figured a way to kind of conquer her demons and also cope and learn about her problems. Because her big thing, she used—I guess she used to say—that she thought um, she didn't think she was mentally ill. She just thought she was an alcoholic, and so um, that using alcohol to kind of mask the deeper problem is is dangerous. Because then, then if she deals with the mental illness, then maybe that will help with the alcoholism or the drug, the drug use, you know, so.
2: Well, like any illness, uh, like alcoholism, drugs and things like that, when you're doing it, uh, it's, it's, to you, it's, you're not doing anything wrong, just natural. Uh, you don't. Re- I mean, like, like one of the things about Alcoholic Anonymous is the first thing that they, they want you to do is to a-
1: acknowledge your acknowledge an alcoholic. that, yeah,
2: you have a problem.
1: Yeah. yeah, but I mean, I love how we, <laughs> we you are definitely- meandering
2: to life here. Well, that's good,
1: Dad. That's what this whole podcast is. I said it's about. I think in my little blurb it says it's about love, family. I something else I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, love. I think it's love, family, life, and somewhere in between we, um, we review a, a film or a show. So, but I guess so that leads us to, uh. What we do at the end of every podcast is, using the film, what parental guidance would you give? Who wants uh, to start? You or mom? That, Dad, are you starting?
2: Uh, yeah, you, you got something to say about what, what could you say about the film? or Is there a listen-learn or something like that?
1: Tradition.
2: Oh, your mom is your mom <laughs> shaking her head. That what, <laughs> one of the things that occurred to me when you were uh, uh, when, uh, in the middle of our conversation here is the fact that there are men, right now, there are men like those people in Rogue One that decided to commit on the cause. And they lost their lives. Right now, there are men in our armed forces that, does uh, that. They know that they might get killed, but they still do it. And we don't, you know, they are, their sacrifice is not known. The other day, I, I, I think uh, Abe sent me a, a thing about uh, a, a, a group of marines that are in a fight over there in the Middle East and about nine of them died and there's nothing being said in the paper and things like that. So I hope that people that enjoy this kind of film they also realize that there are also men that are die that are dying for us, for our freedom, for for what uh, the believe that's what this that what this country is all about. Unfortunately, you know we have different kinds of uh, attitudes about what this country is <laughs> trying to do, so,
1: I mean, and that's, that's where and that's what you know, some people would say they're also dying for is to have a country where our differences are are part of our greatness. And but I think the problem is we should we should thank the people who are willing to make that sacrifice and are on the front lines and we should always honor them. It's never they've gone to do something most of us would tend to not do. I think, yeah, yeah I think World yeah. War Two. it's something like, or even the Vietnam War, everyone knew well, yeah, someone that, who was that's fighting. A sad
2: part. That, yeah, that's the sad part. Like the Vietnam War, a lot of those men, a lot of them died, a lot of them came home, amputees and all that, they yeah. have all kinds of problems, and they were never appreci- appreciated. Appreciated,
1: yeah. Yeah. Which I mean... You know, I, I, I hope that's not what we do now. And that, on that note, too, I just want to say thank you, Ed. My friend Ed, who I saw last night um, during New Year's Eve, he is an actor friend of mine who, after college and after 9-11 happened, joined the Marines and um, fought for our country on numerous occasions and, yeah. you know, has... You know he's he's made more sacrifices than I think any of us will ever know or understand, and um, I probably don't thank him enough every time I see him. And how how happy I am that he did come home. Um, And and, yeah,
2: that's why you have to realize that uh, maybe there are some men also that comes to the uh, goes to the service because they have nothing else to do. or maybe they like to to kill people or whatever. But there are men, many men. Many men. That yep. they have a noble cause when they go to do something like that.
0: Yeah. And you, you, you just can't generalize
2: and hate everyone that's in uniform or things. So anyway, yeah, like, Uh, Is that good enough
1: for you? Yeah, that's good. Good job, Daddy. And thank you, Ed. I hope you listen to this. I'll send it to you, so you'll have to listen to it. Um, But, yeah, thank your... Thank thank the men and women in uniform, for sure, I think, is the... uh, Uh,
2: Yeah, yeah, especially the policemen, because they're really in the front line (laughs) Too. In every in our everyday life, yeah, you know, we hate them when they give us a ticket. So, you <laughs>
3: know. But there's uh, you, want, you want to say thank you to them when
2: when you see them, but I don't know. I haven't. One of these days, I I, I will. I guess I will do it. But <laughs> I'm and a little.
1: Gun shy. Every time I do a run or a protest, I thank all the men in uniform because for protecting us because that's what they're there to do during, you know, like, so. And they appreciate it. But um, you did good. I'm glad you guys got to see the movie. I'm glad you liked it <laughs> and were entertained.
2: And now your mom is trying to get me, I think we got until the 5th to watch this movie called Office Christmas Party. We got two we got two tickets.
1: I I know you have two free tickets to Office Christmas Party, but I don't it's a rated I just don't think it's your kind of film, guys. I I, I know it's I got, a rated R film. So, There's going to be know, some knowing,
2: you know knowing what I'm preaching you guys right now. <laughs> I should not be I shouldn't be going to see
1: that movie. <laughs> I mean, we we can review it if you go see it and you want to review it. We I'll oh, go you see have seen, it.
2: you've seen it?
1: No, I just know who yeah. made it, like those people who are involved with that film. It's not going to be it, it's not going to be a wholesome film and the action yeah. is not going to well, be the kind the, yeah, of the action I, that, you like, dad. Office parties. I'm sure office
2: parties uh, uh hollywood style uh, so yeah yes. but jennifer aniston
1: is there yes jennifer aniston is there i know how much you like jennifer aniston pop ah. right? mom likes jennifer aniston too but i i don't think you're going to look at her quite the same gonna, in this role
2: i was going to uh give it to some uh, someone over there in the uh, uh when we were going into the theater yeah. But, but then your mom told me, oh, I mean she was reading it this oh you you have to go to Baccaville to
3: see this.
2: <laughs> so so my my plan my was shut down. I couldn't. You
1: have to watch it in Bacaville. What who these are the worst movie ticket prizes I've ever heard of. You can't. You have to use it for a specific film.
2: Hey, that, that's it. a lot better than the one that I got.
1: What did you? Oh, I got it, it's a, small, small a small frisbee. Small <laughs> frisbee with the the name of the radio station printed on it. Well, fair. So go. Yes, I will. I will have to interview you guys if you guys see that film because that is not going to be your film whatsoever.
2: <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, this especially when you tell me or you ask us at the end. So
1: what
3: did
2: you, What did you get out of this? <laughs> so it's, it's like a, a
3: regular party
2: at the office? Or? It, what do you mean a regular it, party at the office?
1: It's a, it's a party that's going to go really wrong, Mom.
2: Yeah. And I'm sure there's going to be some raunchy... Uh, it, yes, it's raunchy comedy. They, they will be doing in the... It's a, an office party. The way oh. Hollywood movies yeah. do office parties, some I'm sure they
3: make it the,
2: the work. Some will hide in the... Uh, closet in the
3: bedroom. The and
1: then... Yeah, I was going to say, that's going to yeah. be the entire sound mom's going to make. She's going to go, ee, ooh, ooh. She's going to just do that the entire time.
0: I don't like this. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. I don't like... Mm.
2: That's going to be the And I can't give mom's it to her. Anna
1: and your uncle Frank. You. <laughs> nope, definitely not.
2: They like to they like to go to movies together.
1: So. Yes. Yes, you cannot give it and, to my uncle Frank and his teenage daughter and, that it that would be and, and a very weird thing. Even if film. I
2: give it and even if I give it to to uh, someone that may enjoy that kind of thing, then I I I am a, what do you call it? I'm
1: um, a hypocrite?
2: Supporting or supporting a bad habit
1: yes I I just love how you're going to take one for the team and watch this film because you don't want to give it you don't want anyone else to see it so you're (laughs) you're sacrificing your eyes or you guys don't have to see the film yeah that is the other option yeah
2: I'll just use the reason it's in Backerville. Fair. I don't want to drive to Vacaville.
1: All right. Well, why don't I um that that'll be our review for today and I'll give you guys a call and we could talk about other stuff other than this film. Does that sound okay, like a plan? You're going
2: to you're going to call us in the uh, house phone? Yes, I will
1: call you in the on the house phone
2: okay sounds good sounds good okay
1: i love you this, guys
2: okay uh, this is Ponzi and my girl pg <laughs> hey you PG. get that
1: <laughs> oh sorry Pansy. And, Pansy my, and my girl and my girl <laughs> i thought your girl was mom <laughs> Not me.
2: Sometimes it's just
1: the two of us. Okay, sometimes it is. Yes. Well, it's Maria Marquez, my mom, and Marissa Marquez, and this is PG with Marissa Marquez. And
2: Ponce Marquez.
1: Mom's not gonna say anything. I think Maria we- Marquez. Geez. And here's ten minutes of each of us saying our names. All right. Well, great. I, thanks for tuning in. Bye.
3: You're welcome. Bye. 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 Give us a call.
1: I will. I'll give you a call.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Now I'm producing this on my own, so there's a bit of a learning curve, and I would love your feedback. So please send me a message via my website or or Facebook page at Marissa Martinez Marquez. On the Facebook page, you'll find pictures of my parents and some awesome little gems. I'm also on Twitter at Marissa M. Marquez. Also being new to this whole podcast thing, if you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. It's a little thing that goes a very long way. Next week starts a two-part series on the Gilmore Girls Netflix revival. My dad is quite the gilly, so we hope you'll give it a listen. Special thanks again to Anne Warren for the amazing music. Have a good one.